0: And the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down.
1: Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: D-I-G-I-T-E-X C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Shed everybody. Second hour of Oilers Now. Bob Stauffer with you. It's currently 105 in Edmonton. Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. You can continue to text us at any time on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. We had a her say, Bob, the Calgary Flames have lost 11 straight season openers. I was like, really? So I hopped on Hockey Reference, and sure enough, the Calgary Flames, congrats to that texter, he's right. The Flames have dropped 11 straight season opening games, including three of those losses coming against the Edmonton Oilers, uh, two of which uh, featured... Uh, Big performances by uh, Connor McDavid at Rogers Place. The other one was a 4 nothing victory for Edmonton at the start of the 10-11 season. Jordan Eberle scored maybe the goal of the year in that game, and Steve McIntyre had the fight of the year as well. All right, uh, Kevin Weeks is going to be joining us for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in solar electrical installation and service electrical prefabrication solar. We head off to the River Creek Resort and Casino hotline and hook up with future NHL president, Kevin Weeks from ESPN and the NHL Network. Kevin, how you doing? i um, great, stuff How are you doing, man? What's a good word? Well, I mean, you t- first of all, how did the first uh, ESPN last night was Wayne Gretzky and TNT uh, with uh, Paul Bissonette. and uh, who else? Rick Tockett was part of that show. Is, is, and now Anson Carter is he on the TNT show? And I'm just, I'm just, just thinking. And then ESPN yeah. was your guys's night the night before. So how did your pick, uh with Mark Messi and company? How did that go for ESPN?
1: It was great, actually. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it seems like you guys have your former Oiler uh, fingerprints all over these broadcasts, but between us and TNT. But, yeah, no, it went really well. Our ESPN debut was excellent. The early game had, obviously, the defending cup champ, Chaffa Bay Lightning raising the banner against the Pittsburgh Penguins. At Tampa, Pittsburgh forgot that memo because Mike Sullivan, their coach, had them pumped up. They slapped them six-two, although three goals were empty netters. But uh, a real hard-fought victory for for Pittsburgh. And we had Steve Levy, Barry Melrose, Mess, and uh, and Chelly on that on the set. And yep. then we also had our crew calling the game. And then we had our late game with our crew, which was. Uh, the Seattle Kraken making their NHL debut, their inaugural game playing against the Vegas Golden Knights at Vegas. You know, Vegas is the best show and the best atmosphere in the National Hockey League, best hockey atmosphere in the world right now at their building at T-Mobile Arena. And I was on alongside Linda Cohn and with the rest of our crew. So it went really well. The, the ratings were through the roof, uh, setting records for ratings in the NHL here on the U.S. broadcast with us on ESPN, uh, which was great. I mean, it was up 54% over the 2019 doubleheader last year, season opener, and, uh, and up 19% over the 2020 tr- season opening tripleheader as well. So it was, we got great numbers, and more importantly, the games were compelling, and we got a lot of great texts from people in the business, players, coaches, and, and a lot of great reviews from fans and stuff. And TNT, TNT, rather, did a great job last night as well. So it's better for the game when it's thriving on all the platforms back in Canada and here in the U.S. and around the world. It just makes our, our game a better place.
0: No question, and that's where I want to go next. Uh, you know, we, uh, you know, as a color analyst for the team here, this is year 14, uh, with the exception mm-hmm. of last year, you know, I traveled. And, the, and for me, ESPN was a must, okay? Uh, it, it, no question. Like, it, it just, you're not relevant as a guy who would travel all around the United States, and it mm-hmm. just further enforced my passion for uh, college football in the fall because of where uh, ESPN places a pre- college and NFL football in the fall but I was like hockey, with all due respect to NBC, it just wasn't relevant enough on on that platform and it's a game changer to be on ESPN and we'll get you to speak to that, but I also Mm -hmm. love the TNT basketball show with Shaq and Charles Barkley and and so they're going to do it a little bit differently with the personalities and I think that you're going to end up, I know it's a competition, but you're also going to be complimenting each other in a way, aren't you Kevin?
1: Yeah exactly. I mean we're all in the greater hockey and NHL family and I think for you know for Sportsnet and TSN back home to do what they do it's huge for all of the partners back home to have the distribution that it has to be in as many million households especially considering the fact that Canada we have you know a small a small population relative to such a huge landmass and then here south of the border it's it's massive to be on the worldwide leader in sports. Uh, I did the World Cup for ESPN up in Toronto in 2016. The NHL, the Hockey World Cup, World Cup of Hockey, which was amazing. But now I'm being on there, in addition to the NHL network as well, But and being on ESPN now and seeing that they're prioritizing hockey. They want to showcase Connor McDavid. They want to showcase Leon Dreisaitl, Austin Matthews, Patrick Kane, Jonathan Tate, Kale McCarr, your Albertan. Uh, you know, what that does is It brings our sport on a day-to-day conversation on multiple platforms on ESPN and it gives us the credibility we deserve. Like I had this conversation with Bill Foley who owns Vegas, uh, Commissioner Bettman, Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly. Our sport, our players deserve to be... People need to see Connor McDavid flying through the neutral zone. Just the way you see... Um, you know, Steph Curry dropping threes just the way you see Cristiano Ronaldo, the GOAT, and doing what he does every time he touches a soccer ball. We need to have McDavid there. Seidel needs to be there. Matthews needs to be there. And now we have the opportunity through ESPN and then on the games on TNT, uh, we have the opportunity to give our players and the sport and our fans and our corporate partners what we deserve so we're not second tier because, quite frankly, our sport is 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 one of the top in the world. We're biased, as Gretz says and mess. We think it's the best game in the world, and we want to be able to showcase it with as many people as possible. And Scott, And for you listeners, here's what's interesting, right? So the game's going on. We have you know the two games on opening night, as I mentioned, and I'm getting texts from players around the league, coaches around the league, team personnel, management, owners, uh, trainers. Um, you name it. I'm getting other people in the business. Like, I've got buddies that I grew up with that live in Germany that are texting. Billy Niemann and that I played with the, the Rangers, who's back home in Finland, who's texting. A gentleman who does the games in China, uh, this gentleman named Long Mu, who does the NHL games, he's texting. Another gentleman, Charles, in, uh, Charles Trongyong, who works for Canal Plus in France, he's texting. So that's what I mean. That's where Dreisaitl, Nurse, McDavid, and let's use the Oilers as an example, those players are up front in the global conversation, which is what they deserve, and our sport deserves that. Yeah,
0: and you know, I think it's great that as T, you know, you're on the television side. Of course, we met all those years ago when you worked the mm-hmm. the, the West Games for Hockey Night in Canada back in the early 2010s. And I, I you know, I'm glad because you know, it's, and I'll use it in radio. So here locally, we're a local radio mm-hmm. in Edmonton. You know, it's it's not national TV, but I'm cheering for the, the guys at the sports station too, like Dave Jameson's going through a health. The issue right now, we're we're cheering for Dave. Dave's a great guy, right? Jason Greger's got a show. I want to see those guys because I love sport and we talk about yeah. sport and and so yeah, we got Reed Wilkins doing our show here at Chad tonight. But I'm cheerful and I, I'm really pleased to hear that there's there's a collaborative effort. And I now I want to get you on another thing because sure. of the opportunity that's there. I have a theory that this is going to help showcase the skill. And potentially change how games are managed in the league. And how we, you know, because you, you watch the NBA. I know where you're going. You know where I'm going. I know, I know exactly where you're going. <laughs> in the NBA, if they didn't protect the stars in the NBA, Shaq yeah. and Charles Barkley would be kicking the snot out of them on the air. And you got yeah. Wayne Gretzky DS, or at TNT, and you got Mark Messier uh, at ESPN, two of the biggest names. And, oh, by the way, they both played for the Oilers, and the Oilers have the best player in the world right now on their team in Connor McDavid, who did not draw a penalty call in eight straight playoff games. I sent that to Wayne yesterday. He's like, you got to be kidding me. He didn't get a yeah. – I'm like, yeah, he didn't get a call in two straight playoff series. You know, Leon Dreisettle, one of the top five. I mean, it was old school 1994 New Jersey's devils hockey in that triple overtime game last year against winnipeg hey the jets deserve to win hellebuck was great but make the calls so the question is do you think this will help the star players because you've got espn and tnt now uh supporting the product
1: kevin i would think so i mean that was actually raised in some of our discussions which i i can't go too, too deep on but From the standpoint of ESPN, that was raised, and internally, I know that for a fact. I know that that was asked of Steve Walcom, who's awesome as the director of officiating for the league, who's great, by the way. Uh, Steve likes it old school, too. He respects the old school game, but he respects the skill. He was a great ref, one of the best refs that I had the privilege of, of when I was playing. When he was on a game, we knew that the skill guys could play but he also knew that he allowed some flexibility, right? And there's a league standard in officiating, as you know, and there's also everybody's individual standard. But here's something to remember, too, for a lot of the fans that are listening. Now, when I came in the league in the mid-'90s and being around that time, you also had refs that had much longer tenure, and everybody had their own flavor. So Donnie Van Massenhoven, you know, you go around the horde who the different refs were, Kerry Frazier. Their standard, you know, every some guys liked it a little rougher, some guys liked it a little more skill, if you will, for the Detroit and Colorado and stuff. And I think now where our game has gotten to, I understand why the other fans are upset. Quite frankly, I know why Connor, Mc- why Connor McDavid is so sour. And, and with good reason, because you can't tell me that they didn't draw a penalty. He didn't draw one penalty. Like, you can't tell me that, right? And, and that was well documented in our meetings. And I think there's an area that's called a little bit more fair, where it will trend toward... Protecting Connor McDavid, and but remember, remember when Sid had his hand slashed in the Eastern Conference Final yes. against uh, the Ottawa Senators. There's an example. Mark Mathot. Con- exactly. That's right, Mark Mathot. And you also remember when um, you saw you'd see some of these cross checks and and in front of the net and in and around the net. And Connor's getting to the net harder and with more frequency than he did before. You know what I mean? Connor's driving and cutting to the net. Even though he's not as big a man as Leon, but for the people that are stationary pylons, it seems like that can get a lick in on them, sometimes they're cross checking them. I just think by this this intent this season to call more of the cross checks, especially in and around the net, I really feel like they are I feel like they're gonna draw more calls. I really do. And speed kills. So last year, although it was disappointing for the Oilers fans, I think big picture it's bigger than that. Connor McDavid knows that. He's going to continue doing what he does, dry sidle, all the skill guys that they have. I think they'll get more calls. And also, too, as you get older in the league, you just draw more. You know what I mean? All like, day. All, all day. You, mess, you ask Messer, or regret, those guys weren't getting the calls that, they, that the Islanders were getting, if you remember. And the Pittsburgh Penguins weren't drawing a lot of the calls when, when, for Mario's first several years in the league. And then all of a sudden they're like, okay, okay. You guys are, there's no question that you guys are the guys. You're the studs. You're driving the calls. And I think that'll happen with Connor and Leon up there at Edmonton.
0: Yeah, well, and the one thing that's happened as well is the Orders have rounded out their lineup. They lacked up before Zach Hyman and Fogel come in. Uh, exactly. I'll tell you right now, last night, Kevin, Zach Hyman was the, yeah, Oilers, exactly. best. He was the Oilers' best player. Hey, just on that note, yeah. Edmonton's got an improved lineup up front. They got a different makeup. I know you're big on Darnell Nurse, who played 32 minutes last night. I, I think you have him on. Incredible. Team Canada for the uh, upcoming Olympics. Let me ask you this. Can, I, I've got Edmonton winning the Pacific because the flower is not in uh, Vegas anymore, and I respect everything about that Vegas organization. What do you think? Can yeah. the Oilers give the. Everybody's sort of given the Golden Knights first place. Can Edmonton make it a, a challenge? I
1: think it's conceivable. Yeah. I mean, they can score the lights out. You add Hyman. You add, obviously, you're able to retain Barry. You also add. Um, Fogle for some jam, too. You add Duncan Keith, hopefully he's okay after that hit last night. And I think the main thing is as long as Smitty keeps kicking, and he was awesome last night again, yep. and you and I talked about this all last year, the level that Mike Smith played at and is playing at, that gives them a chance in the back end. Also, the special teams have been much improved under Dave Tippett. Both penalty kill power play. And, oh, by the way, you have these two players you might not have heard of, one that wears 97 and one that wears 29 that can, that can uh, win games on their own. So uh, all that to say, why not? Like, why not the oil? Brian Boucher said that. We did our, NA, our ESPN The Point show the other day, live from Vegas. And uh, it was Boucher Gras, Brian Boucher, and myself. So having two goalies on that panel, you know you're in good hands. Just saying. But but, uh, but with that, Boucher said that. He rates that. He goes, hey, don't sleep on the oil. Like, the oil can make a push. Uh, everybody's looking at Vegas but the oil can certainly make a push. And you got to think Van, just to the west of you guys, you got to think Van's going to be better. They'll be more competitive. Uh, the Flames, somebody in this household was uh, raised in Calgary, not me. So, um, you know, there's. I'm curious to see if the Flames are better this year. But why not the oil? And I agree. Like, that's a wild card without flower there, too, in Vegas. Robin Leonard can kick, but it, it's, it, it's a TBD. Where that goes, so I think it's wide open in the Pacific, really.
0: Well, I, I'm going to tell you right now, Calgary's going to give up fewer goals, and Markstrom's going to have better than a 904 save percentage. Uh, Vancouver is yes. going to be vastly improved. Uh, they've added, yes. you know, they added a, a quality defenseman and a good top six forward. I have I have four teams out of the Pacific making it. I'm not as bullish on Seattle. I know you were out there for the uh, expansion. Yeah. I I I'm a little like with Seattle. I wonder where the scoring is going to come from. And I also yeah. wonder, Kevin, if they call the cross-checking and some of it, because Seattle's built a big physical defense, Yeah,
1: but I wouldn't yep. say they're elite puck movers on the back end. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think, that, I think you're right. Especially having a guy like Jamie Alexiak and some of the other guys that are more physical, even Gio. Gio's more physical than people, Mark Jordan Hannel than people probably give him credit for. And he's still in impeccable shape. I spoke to him the other day, the morning of their game in Vegas. He's still like carved from stone and and jacked and yeah, they're going to trend to be a little bit more physical. And I think some of the competitiveness for those guys and knowing that they were left unprotected in certain instances and stuff, those guys have some chips on their shoulders as would any expansion team and roster. But, uh, look, here's, here's something to consider too is in that Pacific division, LA is certainly going to be better. Yeah. Obviously. Anaheim's got those young kids that are exciting to watch. Zegris, Mason McTavish, Dale McTavish's son. Jamie Drysdale, who I think has a chance to be a star on the back end, too. They've got some young guys in there. And McTavish scored his first shot yesterday. So uh, you got San Jose's kind of going to be, I think, maybe the weaker sibling in the division. So you might be able to feast on them a little bit. But all things being equal, I think that the division in general, it's going to really, for me, come down to Vegas and the Oil. That's what I
0: think. Well, so uh, you're going to score points in our market. So much appreciated. Love having you. Hey, are, you're finally becoming an honest man. Did you? You're settling down. Is that? Did you put that out there on Twitter? Did I see
1: that somewhere? Yeah, that's not usually my style, but you're accurate. It, it that is accurate. Yes, exactly. We are we we're recently engaged. So as I said, I, I had that Western passport before, but now all of a sudden it looks like it's. Uh, It's elevated me to the top-tier Western passport status. There you go. From the mid-tier that I was on before.
0: Yeah, my my wife has reminded me for about the last uh, 15 of the 20 years that uh, saying yes was one of the worst decisions of her life. But anyhow, I digress. (laughs) Congrats,
1: Kevin. Uh, Thank you so much, man. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yvette, that is Kevin Weeks from ESPN and the NHL Network. And he joins us every Thursday on the show, courtesy of Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in solar electrical installation and service electrical prefabrication and solar. We'll take a quick time out at 123, come back with some texts and hit the Oilers now. Prospect report for Scott Arthur Millwork.
1: Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad
0: 124 in Edmonton. This text comes in on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, I hate it when we're talking about Connor McDavid. We're always referring to it as protecting the players. No. It's more like calling a penalty. It's not a matter of protection. Uh, There you go. Mike says, Bob... uh Come the H-E double hockey stick uh, on. Stop with all the dilly-dilly talk about this dynamic and that dynamic. Call a penalty a penalty, whether it's regular season or playoffs. Every blanking year, it's the same discussion. Ref, and ref, and ref, because it never changes. If you had guys calling the letter of the law with the minimum amount of judgment needed from the refs, these discussions wouldn't happen anymore. That one comes to us from Mike. Interesting point. Hey, it's a fast game. It's a difficult game to officiate and some people prefer managing it. To the Oilers Now prospect report every Tuesday and Thursday in Oilers Now for Scott Arthur Millwork, custom cabinetry, luxury closets, exceptional millwork. Visit scottarthurmillwork.com. Here's Brendan Escott.
1: He's uh, coming up on the show in about 10 minutes or so. Luke Prokop just acquired by the Edmonton Oil Kings. A six foot five, 220 pound right shot defenseman. Going to be a great fit in that system. He was the 7th overall pick in the 2017 Bantam Draft to the Calgary Hitmen who he played for uh, for all 153 of his WHL games to this point in his career. Uh, but that draft selection was following a great season at U15 when Prokop had 41 points in 30 games as a defenseman. Now, you think with that size, he's going to be your big shutdown kind of guy, and he has those qualities, but actually isn't that bad as far as being fleet of foot either, Bob. I'm sure you'd agree with that, so we'll see how he works in transition as he works his way up to the Nashville Predators program. They took him third overall in 2020's draft.
0: Yeah, yeah third-round draft pick. Uh, with Pro Cop, I mean, the Oil Kings needed to improve their transition game in the back end, and we'll talk to Kurt Hill tomorrow. Um, uh, you know, they've lost a couple pretty good offensive defensemen over the last couple of years, including Matthew Robertson, who's currently with the Rangers organization, a second round pick a couple of years ago. So may not be done on the back end. Remember, the Oil Kings have two first round picks in the WHL Bantam draft for the 2021 Bantam draft, which will take place in early December. And they have a first round pick in 2022. My guess is they're going to move one of those picks, and it may be for another uh, defenseman. And that is brought to you by Scott Arthur Millwork. The orders now. Prospect Report. Custom Cabinetry. Luxury Closets. Exceptional Millwork. Visit ScottArthurMillwork.com. There's an old saying in the car business: cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Uncle Milt Rich joining the gang out at Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin. Vehicles aren't short supply. They do have uh, a couple Broncos in stock for you. If you call them out, one of the boys will shoot a video over to you. Better yet, swing by Brent Ridge. They're taking care of all of those COVID protocol issues, and you can see for yourself. Brent Ridge Ford, your Ford truck authority on the auto mile in Watasquin. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Don says, Bob, the Oilers will have no problem finishing first. The Golden Knights got rid of the wrong goalie. Luckily, uh, lucky if the Golden Knights finish third in division. It'll end up being one of the poorest divisions in the league this year. That one comes to us from Don. I guess time will tell in that regard. We'll head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back with the newest member of the Edmonton Oil Kings, Luke Prokop.